Hello and welcome everyone to Eyes on the Mize. My name is John. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me is Ian. Hey, what's up, John? Uh, well, we just had a little bit of a uh, adventure in podcastery. Uh, this, we are recording this on May nineteenth. Well, should have been tried recorded on. <laughs> tried recording yesterday. Uh, we had a few technical difficulties, uh, but AKA. today is episode. Yeah, technical difficulties. Skype being a pain in the butt. Skype can be a pain in the butt sometimes, but this is episode twelve. Hit you with that thop 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 because this week, oh boy, Wizards dropped some bombs on us. Yeah, they did. They were just like. <laughs> Boom! Eat it. And we did. Yep, basically. Uh, real quick, we want to turn our eyes to the community real quick because uh, earlier this week there was a little kerfuffle uh, because at the beginning of this week, uh, four amazing women in Magic up in the were speaking at a Northern Judge conference. They were Megan and Maria from Magic the Amateuring, April and Morgan. I know Morgan contributes a lot to Gathering Magic. Um, they were talking for about an hour-long video on YouTube. I still haven't watched it yet, but I know, Ian, you have at least. Yes. Uh, April and Morgan are level two judges and incredibly well-spoken. Uh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. It it covers a lot. The the one covers a lot of like what you usually would expect. Um, everything from like inappropriate play mats to how can we get more women involved. Like They, they brought up the whole like women's night, women's play free thing at FNM kind of thing and how to possibly pick better ways to get women in they talked about lady planeswalker society and a whole bunch of other good stuff um i know you also you happen to watch uh Elantris or athena huey's video that she wrote or she did yesterday as well yes uh uh late last night uh athena huey otherwise known as the streamer Elantris, she published a short 10 minute video on the topic kind of because in between the judge the video with these four ladies and Elantris's video last night there was kind of a big storm that happened with some people trying to trying to say some things and maybe it was phrased a bit poorly um but there are some individuals who may have said some things that were more uh take foot insert mouth um or insert that's foot good, in mouth that's, that's a pretty good way to put it i would say <laughs> things, so things were said um, regretted and yeah there were apologize. apologies made yes. yeah so basically it's just this uh, this issue that keeps popping up every now and then uh, we, we want the community to be welcoming. There's nothing more that Ian or I can really say on this because we don't have the same experiences that these ladies do. Yeah, we're... And we're just here to signal boost. Yeah, we're basically here... Like John said, we can't speak to this. We could... Like, I've never... Fortunately, I've been, had the fortune thing to never see stuff like this in the stores where I've been in, but it happens. So just the fact that these ladies are stepping out there, putting out this information, this great content for people to say, hey... I might not know about it like me. I've never seen it, really. I've been fortunate. So hearing women's perspective on it, it's great. I love it. And the more we hear about this stuff, the better it is and easier it will be for people in the future if they see it to speak up, say something, be like, hey, dude, calm down. That's not – we're just here to play magic. It's have, not cool, have man. fun. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, ladies, hats off to you. Keep it up. Um, keep producing that awesome content and we will absolutely exactly. consume it. Uh, but to the actual good news that happened this week, uh, if you if you want to listen to the good news, uh, on Monday, Wizards of the Coast started this new announcement schedule that they're going to be that they unveiled, kind of as a little bit of a surprise on Monday, where they said, "Hey, look, we're going to give you two announcements per year. One of them is going to be in the spring, which was Monday. One is going to be in the fall, which I think is around September. 
Yeah. And they announced the next Magic the Gathering products that we're going to be seeing up through uh, January of next year. Yeah. Um, they kind of like said, hey, be wary on Monday. We've got a lot of information to give you. And they weren't kidding at all. No. There was a lot. And <laughs> I, so I was in a, I was getting, about to have like a medical eval, just, you know, just a checkup kind of thing. And this dropped on the internet and my phone went from about 90% battery life to 60% battery life while I was scrolling through every last little article I could consume. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, we're going to share our thoughts on the products and our excitement because, oh man, this is going to be a lot of fun. So, to kick it off, we now know the name of the fall 2016 set coming out in September, uh, and it's going to be originally spoiled over at PAX West, which some still call PAX Prime. It's PAX Prime, that damn is, it. <laughs> and that is Kaladesh. Oh yeah. So, this one's going to be quite fun. The, uh, the one that's following it up is called Aether Revolt, and that's coming out in January of 2017, which is the second of yeah. the two... Remember, we're in two-block sets now, so Kaladesh and Aether Revolt are going to be your Kaladesh block sets. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, you might have heard of Kaladesh before, and you might go, hey, that name rings a bell. Uh, and that is because we first saw it in Magic Origins as Chandra Nilar's Homeworld. Yeah. Or so Home Plane, I guess, would be... Yeah, so you might recognize some cards like Kiant and Pier and Nalar, how, or Mama Pop Stop Your Shop, as some people <laughs> call for me and others like to call it. I mean, hey, it's a funny name. Uh, it is like a funny name. Consoles, consoles of Tenant, Gear Per Aether Grid, uh, Thopter Spy Network, Foundry of the Councils. Uh, those consoles, are consoles, I believe. Yeah, consoles, not councils. Uh, those are all cards that were from the Plane of Kaladesh. So those lovely, cool little ornate thopters we get off. Oh, Hangerback Walker. Duh. Yep, that, that guy. Uh, so all those little cool thopters, we're going to see them again. Uh, the key art that we got with Kaladesh um, doesn't really show any of that stuff, but it does show like what we can expect from a new character that we got introduced to. Yeah. We got uh, Sahili Rai, who is a new Planeswalker from Kaladesh. Uh, now, the name is... So it's S A H E E L I, yep. Sahili, Rai, R A I. Uh, I believe that's the correct pronunciation. Yep. Uh, I know Ian, you talked to a few people who say that that would be how you would pronounce it. Uh, yeah, I've read. There's some actually some people in the magic community on Twitter and stuff like that. Someone's actually created their a Twitter account. They're like, I have thoughts and opinions on this set, and they created a, a separate Twitter account specifically to talk about this set. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at. Gearpuri Gears, that's G-H-I-R-A-P-U-R-I Gears. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes uh, We'll as put well. that in the show notes just in case oh, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you of didn't course. get that. Of course, but uh, basically like it's a guy who is from of any descent and he is basically like, here's some of the stuff that I've seen so far, what we could potentially do, and about uh, Sahil's name is that apparently it's derived from the Arabic word Sahel, or not how to pronounce it properly, but it means seashore or something of that. Apparently, Sahili is a made-up feminine version of it, but and her last name, Rai, apparently is a very common Punjabi name from like the Northwest and stuff like that. So, yeah. It's so we actually haven't really touched on this yet, but Kaladesh has a very strong uh, Indian subcontinent theme. Right. That is kind of the real-world inspiration for this. And the big thing with Sahili is that she is an Indian woman, and 
we want more representation in our game. There's already been a lot of people on Blogatog who have said to Mark Rosetta, hey, thank you for this. This is somebody who could be my cousin. This is someone who could be my sister. Um, and she looks real. She doesn't look or sound like some sort of alien person. She looks and sounds like a human. Yeah, which she's, is, she's got like regular nothing. Cr- I wouldn't say crazy ornate about her dress, but she does have a lot of metal, but which is to be expected with how it's very Kaladeshian in terms of what we've seen from the ornate metalwork on the Thopters tokens from uh, Magic Origins. But she's wearing like yeah, what, the she, other... she's wearing what essentially looks like a sari, like traditional Indian dress, which is really cool. And it's might be giving away potentially what her colors are, which is blue and red. But hey, the reason why that's that's important is because if you remember from Magic Origins, Kaladesh was a artifact theme, and Kaladesh is kind of Magic's take on steampunk. Because uh, if you look at all of the card art from from Origins, you see a lot of ornate filigree. You see a lot of, you know, this this kind of engineering marvels, um, what, but with their own like little twist. Maybe it looks supposed to be more form than function in some cases, which is a lot of what steampunk tends to do. Yeah, like um, yeah, like the uh, what are the two, like the Thopter, Thopter Engineer and yeah. Whirler Rogue. Yeah, Thopter Engineer and Whirler Rogue. Two cards that produce Thopters and they're red and blue. So. Yeah. Now, the, the, Kaladesh has been very, very largely hyped by Mark Rosewater um, in a few ways. First, he's been calling this the awesome set, we, saying that he is very, like, this is the design he's most proud of since Innistrad. Which is great. And he swears he's not overhyping this. But it's Morrow, so, you know, he's like hype, hype city. I mean, he he is literally a being made of hype. He is a avatar of hype, <laughs> but he even says that he's not overhyping this, and that just makes me want want to go. Is is this real? Yes, please. No. <laughs> but I mean, coming, we already have like a really decent set with like Shadows and Innistrad right now, and going to this set, it's really cool. What's really interesting, like you mentioned, it's Indian inspired, and you'd be like, okay, cool, whatever. But they have six creative consultants who um, we're not even going to try and butcher their names. It's just out of respect for that. No, but we, we could butcher their names. We, we don't want butcher. to. We, we would rather not to, but they are on the Kaladesh page. We're going to be posting links, obviously, to the whole announcement. You can dig into the Kaladesh thing, and under the uh, credits tab, there's six creative consultants, all of them with Indian. Just the names you look at, and you're like, yep, those are Indian names. So they have the backing of these creative consultants that they, they wanted to do this right. They have the names. It's I'm excited for it. Um, I can't even really speak about it because it's so freaking cool. It is really, really exciting to see this happening, and um, this is going to be a really awesome set to see come out. Another big thing that people were kind of talking about is Mark Rosetta has also said that this solves a very big design issue that they've been trying to kind of come to terms with and try and solve. And then another thing that he mentions about this is he's finally bringing in a mechanic or reintroducing a new mechanic after a long time absent from the game. We don't know what it is, but there's a lot of uh, speculation as to what it might be. (laughs) Yeah, and I I like to keep track of the financial side of things a little bit. And this caused a card that was 75 cents to spike up to about $5. It's kind of settling down a little bit now, but that card is Steam Flogger Boss from... Ah, uh, yes. Time, time Spiral? From Future Sight. Future Sight, right. I say? It the did Time the Spiral Block, frame. Future Sight Frame, it's red and a 3 for a 3-3 Creature Goblin Rigger. Now, there's like one other Rigger in the game besides this one, but... And that one got 
Dagomon got retroactively turned into a rigger yeah, so due to the great design up the great creature update. Yeah, Oracle into a rigger. So this is like the only straight up it has rigger in its creature type. Now what it does, it's it's a obviously it's a, it's a quote unquote hill giant, four mana, three three. Until it gets some help, it's just that. Because it says other rigger creatures you control get plus one plus oh and have haste. Now I mean Well hey, it. I can play two Steamflogger bosses and then they both have haste and they're both four three, so that's great. Yeah, but you're losing value because it also <laughs> says if a rigger you control would assemble a contraption, it assembles two contraptions instead. What's a contraption? Nobody knows because nobody they knows. Don't exist. <laughs> so this is why he's saying there's like when this was like when this came out, everyone's like, uh, so what are contraptions? There, there are none in this set. This is the only card that does this, and this is why everyone's thinking, okay, we're going to a, a plane that has a lot of artifacts and artifice, artificing and such maybe this is where we get contraptions especially if he's saying we're going to solve this like long-standing design issue but whatever we don't know uh the big so the joke behind steamflogger boss is that aaron forsyth who's a vp of r&d at wizards during future sight kind of like was during the press sway after that he said that it was a joke he said they just made it to be a joke and he never made then Mark Rosewater was just like, what are you doing? Now I have to make these cards. Because you, you know, there's, ma- one, are you there's one thing the magic community does. It's like, oh my gosh, we need this card now. It's like, oh god damn, why did we do this? <laughs> we, we, are, we are very, very needy when it comes to our mechanics. And now Mark Rosewater has taken the mantle on himself that he said that he will solve contraptions before he retires. Mistakes were made. <laughs> yep. So... That is kind of the, the story behind Kaladesh, and we don't really know what's going on with the Aether Revolt. Uh, one of the big things is that the Aether is um, a controlled substance on Kaladesh by the consoles because they, they want to control how people interact with magic. Uh, and I think, Ian, you found something really interesting of one of the fan theories already about what might be happening. Yeah, so Aether kind of has a tie to, you know, between the planes and stuff like that, potentially. So... What people were suspecting is the events of, uh, wow, Oath of the Gatewatch. Um, actually, before we start on this, we should also touch, there was actually an art book that came, that they that uh, Wizard of the Coast and Viz Media announced, like, completely yes. separate of this, which is amazing. But I wanted to kind of briefly touch on this before we, we'll go back to, like, the full art book thing in a second. But in the description, it says they're going to the Inventor's Fair. So it says, Heroes, the Planeswalkers <laughs> of the Gatewatch. So events... Of Oath of the Gatewatch, killing the two Eldrazi Titans, uh, Kozilek and Ulamog. Ulamog. We don't know what the effects of that are because they are technically, they had to anchor them to reality to kill them. How <laughs> and, that and as possibly, you can put it. <laughs> how that could possibly affect the Aether between plane and the stuff between planes, we might be seeing some kind of build up towards maybe another kind of player chaos situation. Maybe this is like the first instance where we're actually going to see something like that, where there might be an energy shortage. And like you said, these consoles are trying to control the Aether and can keep a rein in on access to this magic, access to artificing. If they're running out of power, they're going to start blaming people, just like they did with Chandra. Like if you read Chandra's story for Magic Origins, she was blamed like just because she was a pyromancer. And there was a magic that the consoles couldn't control. So they were like, we need to do something, basically a witch hunt almost. This could potentially lead to something regarding revolt with rebels and people rebelling, turning it. People are maybe thinking, hey, maybe we're getting rebels in the next set again. That'd be kind of cool to get them back. But 
the name itself is like, this seems like the Kaladesh is going to be the setup block. Aether Revolt is obviously going to be, holy crap, stuff is hit the fan. Yeah, that's kind of one of the big uh, kind of through lines that people are trying to connect the dots between. And we still haven't seen Eldritch Moon yet. We just had on on Wednesday the denouement to the Shadows of Innistrad storyline, and holy crap. That was a lovely, that was, that, was a, that was a cliffhanger and a half. Yeah, Doug Byer, pat yourself on the back. You did good. Um, you so we're going to see what happens there. And you done yeah. good. You done good, kid. Now, uh, speaking of the art of magic, Kaladesh. Uh, if you didn't rem- if you didn't know, uh, during January this year, we had the art book for Zendikar get released, which is awesome. Zendikar is a great setting. There's a lot of great art on it, and this is their first run of these art books. And then on, f- and then in July of this year, we're going to get an art book for um, some for uh, Innistrad because we just we just came to Innistrad with Shadows of Innistrad and it's going to be an art book all about Innistrad and this is the third art book in this vein and the fact that we are getting you know all these art books is amazing because the art of magic is it's great it's awesome like there people are winning awards for their art and now we have an entire um, we have three books now that are that are either published or being published of just the art. And they're great coffee table pieces. Oh, they're yeah. great. Just kind of put on your bookshelf. Like I know all and the, it's amazing. All the art nerds for magic art are just like, yes, this is what we've wanted for <laughs> so long. And obviously this the, is- uh, the one for Zendikar did well enough that they're like, okay, we're making this a regular thing. Um, I'm happy because there's art. There's like, you don't just get like the art you see in the cards, but you also get the concept art that you wouldn't get to really necessarily see otherwise, unless these, I mean, I will say this, the magic artists have been really great recently as of putting out, like, hey, check out, like, I know Alexi Briclo has the, he does a lot of the Planeswalker art. He's been putting a bunch of, like, hey, here's some preliminary sketches from, or an unused art that I was working on for, like, the Zendelkar block. And it's, like, there's some cool stuff just seeing, like, what ideas they might have had. Like, hey, here's some art. And eh, it wasn't quite, didn't have a place or a home for it. So yeah. Also, support your artists. Um, for example, uh, the professor of Tulane Community College just put up put up a video today of Noah Bradley, another magic artist who is now doing canvas prints. Oh my god! They're pricey. They're pricey. The small one, the small canvas print is is five hundred fifty dollars, and it's three by four. But, but but you can get a three by four canvas print of any of his art that's, that's on his store. That's three feet by four feet. We should we should mention. Yeah, yeah, three by four, three foot by four foot, not three inch by four inch. No, like full canvas put above your couch. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that they have these avenues to actually be allowed to use their art and get make these pr- uh, canvas prints for people is quite excellent because a lot of them have oh, yeah. the digital, so they're able to reproduce these like digital accuracy on these art pieces. Yeah. So it it is very exciting. So that, go support your artists. Art books are great. Go buy art books for more art books. Yes. <laughs> art on, art on, art. Uh, now, going back to the cards, uh, there were a few announcements as far as products are concerned for uh, coming up in, when we go to Kaladesh. The first one is a, is a slightly minor one. Uh, the first change is that the fat packs are being rebranded. R.I.B. They're R. I. not going to be. They're not going to be bundles. That they're going to be named after the set. So you're not going to get a fat pack of Kaladesh. You're going to be getting a Kaladesh bundle. Uh, what are the big changes? The main changes are you're not going to be getting the deck boxes, and you're getting an extra pack. And the MSRP is going from $39 to $42. So you're basically paying for the pack. Now, some people were like, okay, cool. 
not like what's the what's the big deal like i guess people have people have been talking like we want that 10th pack i mean i i personally thought nine was kind of cool because you have three draft sets but that's just me but i always like to refer back to the one of my favorite comedians of all time george carlin he had a bit about the 10 commandments and in it he was like 10 is a psychologically satisfying number for humans they got 10 commandments the top 10 the 10 best dressed there are all these 10 lists and it's just 10 fingers and toes you know it's it's just a number that resonates with humans so i mean i can understand them putting it to 10 packs is fine i'm yeah. still going to buy one because i love having the uh the box for i usually buy one of the big of the the large set so like in this case it's going to be like shadows or battle for zendikar or kaladesh now so yeah so that's going to be something that you can look forward to. It has all the other stuff. It has the kind of the player handbook. It has the spin down die. It has all the other fun stuff. It has the land pack. Uh, the other changes, which is a little bit bigger, is that they are changing the intro decks. Now, normally for every set, you would get five intro decks that would have some sort of a theme. They would have a they'd have a foil rare at the front. Uh, these are now being changed into planeswalker decks, which are going to be themed around planeswalker. You're going to get two per set, and it's geared towards new players and the goal is to kind of ramp them into the other kind of deck building step for example the first step that mark Rosewood puts out in his article that was on monday was okay your new player start with these 30 card intro decks like the 30 card you know free packs that you get from your local game store when you're learning how to play then you need to get the intro deck so you can see a deck kind of with synergies built into it then you get the deck builders toolkit and then you get the booster packs that's kind of the trajectory that they want players to go with the paper product. And this Planeswalker intro deck is meant to be that second step. Yeah, it's it's not bad. I mean, um, it's kind of cool how they're working it. So how they're saying with this that Planeswalkers, they don't really want it to be con- like standard or constructed, constructed playable. playable. But it's got these other cards that work along with it, which is kind of cool. So Yeah, so the decks have one new Planeswalker that's outside the set. Not two for competitive play, meant to be really big and splashy. It's not for the Spikes, it's for the Timmies. Uh, so when I say outside the set, that means if you open a booster pack of Kaladesh, you're not going to be seeing this Planeswalker in there in there at all, period. End of discussion. Yeah, and same the deck is also yeah, same going to go for a lot of these other cards as well with that case. Yeah. There's also going to be two copies of a rare that tutors for the Planeswalker. What we mean by tutor is you search a library and grab it. It's usually going to be one mana less than the Planeswalker, so... The one that we know for Kaladesh is Chandra, so there might be, if Chandra's a, if there's a 6-mana Chandra in the deck, then there's a 5-mana spell that's like, deal 5 damage to a creature and grab Chandra from your deck. And no, Specifically, the named Chandra, not just a Chandra Planeswalker card. Yeah, and no, it's not going to be the Chandra from Oath, so just get that out of your head, <laughs> even though she's yeah, really good. Yeah, it's not going to be Chandra Flamecaller. She's really good, Chandra Flamecaller is so good. Mm. Uh, then there's also going to be three copies of an uncommon permanent that, that gets a boost when the Planeswalker's in play. There's going to be four com- copies of a common that's flavored after the Planeswalker, and then you're going to get the appropriate common dual land from the Meandering River cycle of just enter the battlefield, tap lands, they tap for two colors of mana that we saw in Oath and Shadows. Yeah, so they just want this. Their intention is to make sure that these cards stay in standards so that we have access to better, quote-unquote, mana i guess you could say because i mean kind of yeah well i mean we're going to be losing the pain land soon uh yeah so it's that's going to be just a way for them to be able to keep okay so i know white black decks are playing a full play set of the white black enter the battlefield tap land just because why not play them 
you're they're yeah. more of a reactive control kind of deck in standard. So can, standard decks are using them. We're not in the you know go fetch up your dual battle land or whatever. It's not. We're, we're not in that world anymore. No, that was that was insane. But I, I like yeah. this kind of thing. Um, again, you're you're getting fifteen dollars for these cards that are going to be and two booster packs. Oh yeah, I was saying fifteen dollars for these cards in a pack that aren't going to be. You might see maybe they might be able to shove a reprint or two in there of something that you know might need to get knocked down a bit, but they're not going to put something crazy in there that'll like. I'm just going to go uh, buy. The big thing is to uh, uh, one thing to note is that all the other cards will be from that set. Oh yeah, yeah, right. So no it, reprints. It's not. It might not be a reprint from an older set, but if there's if there's a reprint, like if they decide that they want to put Lightning Bolt in Kaladesh and they want to put Lightning Bolt in one of these decks, or they could do that. Or shock. They you wouldn't. Could put, you could put shock. Or in shock. Set. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have to be in the regular set, but also this. But then that kind of clashes with the you can't open a booster pack kind of thing. It's anyway. You get two boosters. You can kind of work them in if you want. It's. Yeah. It, I think this will probably sell even. I don't know how well this will sell. I think here's the thing. I think it'll sell better than the intro decks because instead of five, there's two. Right, and it's something. There's only two Planeswalker decks, and it's kind of like Clash Packs almost in a way. Well, you're only getting the one deck, but yeah, I can see where well, you're saying if you buy that. if you buy two of them. Remember the Clash Packs were about thirty, like thirty some bucks. I mean, yeah, it's, that, it's, that makes sense. You could play them against each other. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they're actually probably going to gear them to be able to be played against each other, which is kind of also like. What we're also getting in dual decks, kind but of. I don't know. Either way, it should be fun. Um, I know for a fact that I only ever bought one intro deck. Actually, I technically brought two, but the one of them was a complete the way. same one because it was the it was the mom and pop one. It was yeah, it was the one. It was the mono red one from Magic Origins, so I could get the foil promo uh, mom and pop Doctor shop because that card alone was selling for twelve dollars, and yeah. with two boosters in the box as well. I was basically getting a booster pack for free, and it, yeah. so it was like, it was why really do I pay weird. for this? Why do I pay for this card when I can just buy the entire pack thing, buy a booster pack? It's really weird when intro card when intro deck cards are good. It's it's really weird. It's like it's really weird. But it's like it, I did not expect I did not expect P and Kira Nilar to actually be good. And holy crap, it's seeing play in modern. Oh well, I mean it's great actually. <laughs> yeah, so. we can talk about that later. But we can talk about that when we get when we talk about modern. Anyways, uh, modern. those were not the only things that were announced. Those are kind of those are the ones that have the most hype built around them already. Uh, we already since you mentioned the dual decks, Ian, we are getting a new set of dual decks in September. This is going to be Nissa versus Obnixilis. Yeah, with some sick Raymond Swanland art. Oh my gosh, his art is so good. <laughs> speaking of artists, wow. Um, yeah, also, Raymond speaking, Swanland speaking does a great of, job. Speaking of that, like Nissa's armor looks so cool. Love it. Yep. Like, I saw it, I'm like, yep. okay, so we're going to get a cosplayer doing this version of Nissa any day now. That'd be cool. Any day now. Because, <laughs> I mean, she's, uh, she's, already, so... she's already seen a lot of popularity increase with, thanks to her uh, retcon of personality. But we'll get, that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's a story for another time, because there are people who are still upset about that. Ah, oh, whatever. They can... But the dual decks are sweet. Hopefully we get some sweet new reprints, in, or re, not new reprints, some reprints in them. Wait, um, they be... usually are pretty good about putting some some reprints in the dual decks. So, so and, for, we'll and thankfully though, like we, we'll probably just end up seeing Nissa Voices and a car and another Obnixless Unshackle reprint or a reignited or a reignited right. Unshackle. Yeah, yeah. We'll just those see another. We'll just, those cards, yeah. those cards you play in modern or in standard, they're great. Um, they're and great. obviously, it's not going to be one of those situations where well, it is going to. It's still following that situation where okay, we're getting the Planeswalker thing. It's coming out in September, so it's coming out right on the same time Kaladesh is. So usually, it's actually getting a little bit more time 
in standard because usually what would ha happen with these planeswalker dual decks before is they would come out with the last set right before rotation so i know the else i mean this is technically this the last set they'll be legal for no no, no. well they're getting kaladesh and aether revolt yeah and then and then in the spring and then rotation no, and no, then the, the spring battle rotates no, what i was mentioning though is like when the elspeth versus kiora deck came out that came out when dragons came out so it only had like one tiny little well i guess it had the origins it had it had two it had two sets but, so it still it checks out okay but with the way they've been expanded a little bit it gets actually more calendar time i guess you could say yeah so it's gonna get more calendar yeah, we'll time see. still same amount of thing but either way it'll be great nissa voices in a car is actually a very nice modern or standard playable card haven't, haven't yep. seen modern yet but it's a three mana planeswalker i so somebody... think she'll see play in modern at some point i don't know when but i know she will yeah there'll be some sort um, of salad bowl deck with plant tokens and stuff who knows exactly make, make get your salad bowl get your salad anyways. on uh anyways two other products that were announced the big one is the big one money wise is plane chase anthology so for those of you who don't know plane chase is a casual format built around these these planar cards and they are planes and the idea with the plane chase format is that you and a friend or you and several friends sit down and you are going to play a multiplayer game of magic while while the three of you or the four of you because you're planeswalkers you're planeswalking around the planes and you're fighting each other on different planes of existence. So you'll have a plane like there's one called the Quicksilver Sea, which says at the beginning of your upkeep, Scry Four. That's that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then what happens is there's a planar die, which is a special edition planar die in the in the anthology. It's blank on four sides, and then there's the Planeswalker symbol, which is kind of the little torch kind of thing. And then on the other side, there's a symbol that they call the Chaos symbol. And you, every turn you can roll the planar die, and if you roll nothing, then nothing happens. If you roll the chaos symbol, then something chaotic happens. Like I think in the Quicksilver Sea, you like draw four cards or something like that. I can't remember exactly. And then in, and then when you roll the planar, when you roll the planeswalker symbol, you planeswalk to the next plane. So you discard that card, and then you flip over the next card of the planar deck, and you're now on that plane with that effect. Yeah, I'm, this came out obviously well before we got back into the game. Uh, the first one was 2009. The second one was 2012. Yeah, so these cards have, like I said, financially, these these cards, like these planar cards themselves have actually been ticking upwards in value. Like, I keep track and just look every so often at, like, these, like, the stocks, just, like, the, hey, what cards have gone up today? And I basically see a lot of these large-size planar cards. They're every day going up, like, 2 to 3%, which means, you know, like, 50 cents, but that's still, like, they're slowly ticking up. And this is a great way to just, hey, you, there's people who are, like I said, Last came out 2012. That's like four years ago. <laughs> like we've had enough time yeah. getting back out there. Uh, cool part yeah. is it's going to have some really cool little uh, reprints in there. Uh, in some of these, yeah, it's going to have all the Plane Chase 2012 decks. Uh, those include um, Shardless Agent, Baleful Strix, and a few others cards. Those are the those are the big money makers yeah. so this, from those decks. Yeah, so this and it includes all 86 planar cards. Yes, including the promotional ones. Yeah. So this this box is going to be 150 bucks. You get the four 60-card decks, 86 planar cards, four slide deck boxes for, I would assume, the 60-card decks, an oversized slide deck box for your cards, 35 double-sided token cards, the planar die, four spin-downs, and a strategy insert. So basically, you, you don't even need to like do anything else. You can just buy this thing, take it to a friend's house, plop it down, and say, let's play plane chase, and let's do it. Self-contained. And sit down with three of your friends. <laughs> yeah, you just have to just sit down with all like them and just have fun. And you can play other formats in Plane Chase as well. Why not? 
Yeah, I, you haven't lived until you've played Plane Chase Commander. Dude, Plane Chase Commander on that Quicksilver C would be utterly hilarious. Hey, let me just try forth through my 100-card deck. Whee! That's, this seems great. <laughs> um, no, Plane Chase is a very great way to kind of spice up any play, anything that you want to do if you want to have a little fun. It's not great if you're trying to play if you're trying to play like the Storm versus Affinity modern matchup. That's not what you want to be doing. I don't know. You're, you want to be having fun. Yeah, you're going to be want to be playing decks that are designed to go a little bit long, build out a nice little board state, and have sort have just have fun. Like, I guess you could yeah, say the fun because again, decks. Magic's a game. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of Commander. Uh, Commander is an annual product now, if you are unaware, and the 2016 decks were announced, and there are five Commander decks featuring four-color Commanders, Woo. something that the community has been dying for for a long, long time, because there are only five four-color cards in Magic, and they are the Nephilim, printed way back in Guild Pact. Yep. And, oh boy, do they do some weird things. So... The Nephilim are these giant, powerful monstrosities, limited intelligence. I'm going off the NC Salvation Wikipedia. Basically, they're kind of like venerated as like old gods. They have four different colors associated with them. So you might, like in the most recent standard, we had like Abzan Blue or, Jeskai, or Dark Jeskai and stuff like that. And they actually had Nephilim names. People are like, we should just call them Nephilim names. But they have really weird names, so they didn't go with yeah. that. So Obzon Black, or the uh, Obzon Black, the Dark Jeskai deck. So it's white, blue, black, red. Was called Your Tiller Nephilim. The blue, black, gr green, red was called Glint Eye. The black, red, green, white was Dune Brood. The red, green, white, blue was called Ink Treader, and then the white green, blue, black was called Witch Mall. Basically, it's not X, so it's not this color, basically, so what are you going with. And these designs are, or they're kind of weird. For example, the Yortiller Nephilim, which was the Jeskai Black version, it is a creature Nephilim, it's a 2-2 two, two for 4, and whenever it attacks, you return target creature card from your graveyard to play tapped and attacking. Oh! Yeah, that's weird. And then you have ones like the Dune Brood, which is the uh, black, red, green, and white. It's a 3-3, three, three, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, put a 1-1 one, one colorless sand creature token into play for each land you control. So it's like, C's playing some... I know there's some commander decks that play those colors that love tokens. So yep, you can just spit them out. Is it Prosh or whatever it is? Uh, Prosh would be Jund. He, he would love playing with the Dune Brood Nephilim. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but they, they all do these weird things, like the Ink Trader Nephilim has, whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, if Ink Trader Nephilim is the only target, copy the spell for each other creature that the spell could target. Oh, Lightning Bolt Each ink copy Treader. targets a different one of those creatures. Yeah, it's, um, it's the Zada ability, except it's every creature instead of just yours. Yeah. So if someone, I don't know, sorts the Plowshares or Ink Trader Nephilim, they just sorts the Plowshares the entire board. Everybody gains life. Yay! Everybody gains life equal to their creatures. It's <laughs> it's silly. All the Nephilim are, are kind of... The, the art's weird. It's very esoteric. They also have the same flavor text almost. Like, they all they all have the same in, entry, like, When It Awoke. For example, the flavor text for the Glint Eye Nephilim is When It Awoke. It shook the plane with the thunder of its craving. And they all kind of have this this kind of oh no, oh crap, something bad happened, um, deal with it. Really, really weird art. Just go look at them. They're, they're kind of creepy. But 
there have been commander players for days and days and days and years and years and years saying, why can't we get four color commanders? Because the Nephilim are not legendary creatures. They've been saying like, yeah. hey, can we make these legendary retroactively? And which is like, no. Yeah, they do, they do not do functional errata anymore. And changing a creature from non-legendary to legendary, that would count as functional errata. Yeah. Uh, so what we get with this and what's kind of... I know people are really hyped about this. They're like, yes, we're finally getting the four colors. I really am more interested in seeing how they're going to make me want to play not blue. Or why don't yeah. why don't like I don't want to see like, okay, what four what are these four colors giving me? I want to see why don't I want to play just a five color deck? What is drawing me to these four color commanders that I'm not playing black? Why am I not playing white? Yeah. That is the big kind of tension with the four color decks because Mark Rosewater has said before that the tension with building or create or making a four color card is how do you make it feel like a four color card and not just a five color card and that's that's gonna be very interesting to see how they do that with these commanders and it's gonna be very interesting to see what avenues they go down by the way um, from the WPN for the Wizards Play Network um, someone put up a link to that um, every legendary creature or every commander in that deck is foil Ooh, I like including the one not not counting the one oversized foil. Yeah, I wish they had all three oversized foils again. That was fun. That was fun. I agree, but we can't always get what we want. Nope. So these are going to be fun. Uh, their MSRP is the same. Their, the MSRP of all these decks is thirty five dollars. So I'm, I might pick some of these up. I'll, I'll I'll probably pick one or two of them up based on which decks look the funnest to me. I mean. I don't know. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna be talking about these until November when they're kind of be coming out. Yeah, spoilers season alongside Plane Chase Anthology. Yeah, spoilers for these will probably happen Octoberish. So, yeah, they, these are also great kind of Black Friday gifts or Christmas gifts for your oh, yeah. for the more casual friends. And as as a commander fishing out on myself, I'm very excited to see what exactly these these decks bring to the table. Yeah, it'll be f- nice and fun. Oh yeah, and actually that kind of just brings us to the end of the announcements. Yeah, but speaking of 100-card decks, though, we got a pretty cool topic next week. Oh, yeah, next week uh, we are going to be inviting our first guest on, Liam, all the way from uh, Victoria, British Columbia. Actually, I don't think he lives we're in Victoria bring in... anymore. But... Oh, he doesn't? No, he's from Canada, though. Speaking of Canada. So okay. he, he runs the at Can Highlander Twitter account, so the Canadian Highlander. So he was on the uh, council for Highlander points. Um, it's a really cool 100-card singleton so basically the same as Commander. It has a points list. It uses the vintage banned and restricted list. It's a hilarious format. It solves it by using points. I've actually just basically all but finished. I got in the mail today uh, like the last cards that I needed for my uh, Jeskai Highlander deck. So we're actually going to go over my deck, tell you a little bit about the format, what you can kind of expect from it. Uh, Marshall from Limited Resources, uh, just wrote a great article on it on the Mothership. Uh, and we're going to put a link to that in the show notes as well for you to kind of get your get your teeth wet. Get your teeth wet. That's not that's not the, <laughs> that's your, not the phrase at wet all. Wet your appetite. Wait, wait your appetite. There we go. <laughs> I can I can words well. <laughs> I can speak and use the words. But no, it's going to be great. Uh, I'm really excited to have Liam on. Uh, he'll he'll go over some of the basics of the format, like what you kind of can expect to play. We'll look over possibly brewing something up for John with his love of that stupid little frog. I mean, his intelligence is probably very low, so I'm not going to argue that point. But I'll have the Gitrog monster. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so that, that should be a, a fun little episode. I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah. So we, we're going to do that. We're going to talk a lot about that next week when we get when we bring Liam on. Uh, but that's going to bring us to a close here. Pretty short episode this week, but real quick, Ian, where can people find you? So people can find me on Twitter at DixonIJ. That's D-I-X-O-N-I-J. And you can also find me there. Well, you can find me there tweeting about magic and sports and nerd stuff and when I actually go on Twitch and stream, which I will be doing a bit this weekend and partially next weekend, all of next week as well, in preparation for GP Minneapolis. And you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dicks. That's D-I-X. Nice and plain and simple. Like I said, I'm going to be prepping some standard decks for GP Minneapolis and the week after, not next week, but the week after, we'll have a little bit of a GP report from me. Oh, yes. So, John. Oh, by the way, I forgot. We forgot. Eternal Masters spoilers start on Monday. Oh, my God. Woo! Uh, apparently, Marshall has some spoiler cards that might be going up on the uh, GPLA stream on Saturday. So we'll see what happens then. Anyways, where can they find you? Uh, you can find you can find me over on Twitter at jwiley129. I'm also on Twitch by the same name. I have not gotten that big into streaming, but I might pop in on Ian's stream every now and then, depending on depending on availability. Yeah, if it's a weekend, I'm sure you'll be around to pop on in, do a draft or two. Yeah. Tell me my sealed yeah. deck sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's sealed deck sucks except for mine. It's awesome. Hey man, uh, I a pretty sick little red green wolves whatever deck. It was, it's fun so far. And then you pet, and then you started lightning axe on your sideboard. Hey, that's a mistake. No, I put it in the main, and I also got a full six card value out of seasons past. Thank you very much. Good, good job. That was. Uh, you can also find uh, you can <laughs> you can also find the podcast itself on Twitter at Eyes and the Mize. And if you have a more personal question, you can email us at Eyes and the Mize at gmail uh, Please leave reviews on iTunes or on any of your other podcast services. Uh, usually at the top of the show, we will give you guys a shout out for any of your reviews. Uh, we only have one review right now. We shut. We gave them a shout out a few episodes back, and we would love to get more feedback from you guys. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, thanks you for coming by, and we will talk to you, or talk. We will talk at you next time. All right, stop the recording. And five, four, three, three two, two, one.